Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. You just heard that promo for Powerslam TV. And as a special deal for all my listeners, go to Powerslam TV, type in the coupon code Alliance. Pro, all capital letters, all one word, Alliance Pro, and you will get the first month of Power Slam TV for free. That's right, the first month of Power Slam TV will be absolutely free. So go to Power Slam TV, sign up, go to the coupon code, type in Alliance Pro, all capital letters, all one word, and you get the first month for free. Hey folks, Lewis here, Alliance Pro Wrestling Network. What you're about to hear is a brand new podcast that me and No Class Bobby Bass got together and decided to do. It's an old school podcast called The Pro Wrestling Throwback. And the plan is to have old school stars on this podcast and just reminisce about uh, pro wrestling's past. And this debut episode was absolutely fantastic. Our first guest was the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez. And uh, let me tell you, when Bobby Bass... And Manny Fernandez started talking and reminiscing about the past and started talking about stories um, that they had about Andre the Giant, Johnny Valentine, Terry Funk, um, Abdul the Butcher, Superstar Billy Graham. Uh, so many, so many old school stars. It's just, this was just pure magic. I really think that you're going to enjoy this one, uh, this episode, and you're going to enjoy this podcast as we, as it progresses. So uh, without further ado, I am not going to make you wait any longer because I, I, you'll, you'll see that I didn't say too much during, the, during this podcast because Bobby and Manny were just on a roll and I just, I just let it happen. So um, that said, without further ado, that podcast, the Pro Wrestling Throwback with me and my co-host, No Class Bobby Bass, and our guest, the Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, happens right now. Now. Welcome to the Alliance Pro Wrestling Network. This is the debut episode of the Pro Wrestling Throwback. I'm very happy because uh, this is going to be a great show that um, me and my uh, co-host, uh, No Class Bobby Bass, uh, is going to um, be doing over the next couple of weeks. We'll be speaking to uh, old school stars. And uh, on that note, Bobby, uh, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing very well, sir. Very uh, chilly up here in uh 
in uh, Brighton, Ontario, where I live, and I have been outside the door all day. All right, it's, it's it's cold here in winter. I'm in winter Ontario as well, so it's it's a little cold here as well. Um, but are you ready to go? You ready to? Uh, should we uh, should we just go right into it and introduce our uh, first ever guest? Oh, I think we should. Uh, the man, the legend, for God's sake, yes, go ahead. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Let's do it. I'm very, very happy, very happy to welcome to the show the one and only, the legendary Raging Bull Manny Fernandez. Manny, welcome to the show, sir. Well, thank you guys, and uh, thank you for that Canadian cold weather. I'm up here in Pennsylvania, and I'm getting cold weather. Now it's about 22 degrees out here. Thanks for that Canadian weather coming down here. <laughs> Manny, well, I, we I, I apologize for that, like to share with you, brother. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that. I, oh, it's okay, brother. I I apologize. I I apologize for the cold weather, Manny. I apologize for that. No, um, it's good weather. Okay, yeah, I know, I know, man. So how's everything going? How's how, how have you been? How's um good? Uh, how's your good. weekend just, going? By the way, that's it's been going good. I just got off a road trip trying to build something up, old school style. We had a organization that we're working off, uh, working on golf states, Western Alliance, and trying to bring back the old school. And, you know, a lot of old school stuff started in Texas, good territory there back in the day, the Amarillo territory, yep. Southwest yep. Championship with Joe Blanchard, and of course World Class with Chris Von Eric. So, you know, the yep. old man, Dory Sr., kept, you know, kept the boys at West Texas State uh, pretty busy. They were football players. And you learn how to wrestle old school. And that's just the way I live, you know. It's just, it's just a part of me since I met Murdoch, you know. You know, you know Manny, I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I'm uh, old school. I learned old school. I think there's nothing better than old school. The way the kids are today, and I, I, uh, I'm going to say something. I hope you agree with me. They they take a thousand bumps, uh, and you don't know the word sell. You have one yeah. a clue up here in Canada anyway. They throw them over the top rope, hit them with chairs, and uh, kick them in the progress, and, and they still do jump up, you know, poke them in the eye, nothing. So I said nothing. to him one time, if I kick you in, in, in the progress or poke you in the eye, you're not getting up. The plain is simple. It's only common sense. And But right. they look at us old guys like, like we're, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> they, hey, wait a minute, we've been there. You're on your way here, you know, so you don't understand. And and I, I agree with you about Texas uh, with a hell of a hell of a territory. And I, I come out of Pensacola, Florida, and with, with Bob Kelly, and, and Lee right. Fields, I think it was. And that we kept on working and uh, with the great territory, you know, we worked all the three states that they call it, tri states, and uh, had a lot of fun and worked with a lot of guys. And uh, they, they say this: if you're in one territory, or you work in the weekend up here in Canada, the kids work the weekend. They go 30 miles away from home, and you think they're superstars. Try working seven days a week like me and you did, twice on Sunday. Yeah. Never got paid for the second shot. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Wittica, <laughs> so you, you're so true, you know it. Uh, and we Wittica, we worked with different guys, learned different styles. We learned our craft. We knew how to get in our ring and, and be professional wrestlers. Now, go ahead, Manny. You know, it's so true what you're saying. You know, nowadays, everything is about flipping and flopping like a bunch of fish out of water. And the more yeah, important yeah. thing is what I try to tell these kids is not how many bumps you take, it's when to take the bump that means right. something. You can take 10 right. million bumps, don't mean nothing. It's that one no. bump that makes everything mean something, you know, and, and, and it, all that that slapping on the thighs. I don't know where they get that from. <laughs> guys slapping their thighs. I saw I counted a guy at the show 
I was on Ricky Morton's show this past weekend in, in near Pensacola, Florida. We were in uh, Panama City. And, yeah, uh, yes. And the guy slapped his leg 27 times. I'm going like, my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just sell your leg? You know, yeah, what, yeah. what the hell, man? <laughs> you know, a, a wrestling match turned into a kung fu fight. I said, it's, yeah. I told the guy, it's supposed to be wrestling. 10 million yeah. super kicks don't mean nothing. No, uh, no. Uh, uh, like you said, uh, when I broke in, he told me that one big bump, bam, it means something. Instead of taking 20, take that big one, then the people remember that. Yeah. As I, you know? I told him, you know, if you, you really, back in the day, you defended this business. Somebody said something stupid about yeah. the business thing. We defended yeah. it. We're, we're, I got many a bar fight. I told the guy yeah. one time, yeah, try those triple flips in a bar fight. See how far that will get you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> get on the bar. You want them triple flips? You do. Get bar. That's gonna get you, buddy. But man, uh, you know what made me laugh? You walk in the bar, and the first thing you're all oh, wrestling's all phony, and that's usually the yeah. local drunk tough guy. And I used to pass him a quarter. And they go, "What's that for?" That's so your girlfriend over there can phone the ambulance and get you home or something. You know, you, you know, you, I, I used to tell him straight, "You're you're not gonna win this fight." You know, yeah. <laughs> we may take, we may get a shot. Yeah, you know, you know? That, that comes back to a funny story. You know, when I was playing football at West Texas State, my junior uh-huh. year, I met Dickie Murdoch. And, you know, I wrestled for uh, freestyle yeah. unattached and, and did pretty good. Won a uh, national freestyle tournament with Chavo Guerrero Sr. as my coach. Yeah. And, oh, you know, great. Murdoch and, them, Murdoch and them heard about that and come down. And I became really good friends. You know, Murdoch was a big backer at West Texas State. Yeah. And I used to, they used to invite me when they were wrestling in Amarillo to come out with them go to the bar drinking. I took a couple of football players with me one time and Blackjack, Mulligan, Dusty Dick Murdoch were standing there. I go, that's the three guys we getting in the bar fight with. And my two teammates <laughs> ran out the door. <laughs> I said, dude, that was just kidding, man. We're not going to mess with those dudes. They'll kill us. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know what I I'm yeah, I know what you're saying. I, yeah, I met Dickie yeah. in, uh, in Kansas City. Yeah, and he went to go. Yes, he didn't mess with people like that. <laughs> That's yeah. when wrestlers oh, yeah. were respected, you know. You looked at a yeah. pro wrestler back then; he thought twice about even, and even three times about messing with them. Oh, you know it. <laughs> they were, yeah. You know, they. I keep people asking me all the time, you know, well, who's the toughest guy in wrestling? Well, they were all tough back in the day. Back oh, in yeah. the day, with yeah. Ed Strangler, Lewis, Lutez, all them yeah. guys called Gox. You know, even Jack Jarrett, all them guys, they rip you a new Briscoes, one. Briscoes. We're, we're yeah, Briscoes. Yeah. Can't swear. You know? You know, those guys rip you a new one. They don't play around. And no. I tell you, they defended this business. You, know, you, look at these, you look at these guys on TV now, and you kind of laugh and go, wow. They walk into yeah. a bar and get in a fight with the local drunk. It's a big old dude, <laughs> drunk and nasty. They ain't got a yeah. chance. No, you know? they don't. They, no. They, <laughs> Yeah. Like, uh, I heard a rumor years ago, and you probably know that yourself. When they had a, a world champion, they had a champion that could defend himself in bar fights or any place else. That's all. That, you that's, know. Yeah. You know, talking yeah. about champions, you know, Jack and Jerry Briscoe, Dory Funk, Terry Funk, Harley yeah. Race, you know, Nick Bob. Yeah. Those guys, you know, in my career, I thank God, you know, I. bottom line was I never wanted to be a pro wrestler. I just got to wrestling amateur, and they liked me. Then I got to running around with them. And me, I thought I'd play football forever. And that was my deal. Playing, I wanted uh-huh. to play in the NFL forever. And that didn't happen. So 
so I fell back on wrestling. Thank God I had these guys that liked me. They, they took me. They, they made me pay my dues. Man, I mean, oh, yeah. pay my dues. They, yeah, I know, know what you're talking I, about. It wasn't handed to me. It still no, wasn't handed. I, I, was, you know, Jack Briscoe told everybody, especially when my book came out, and somebody asked him, "What do you think of Manny Fernandez? What do you think of him?" And how he goes, he goes, "I'll tell you one word. I'll describe him in one word: natural." That's all I gotta yep. say to you, natural. And that, you know, enough to hell of an honor to come from a guy like him, uh, you know. Like yeah, hell world champion. And, yeah. Uh, but you know, that's you earned it. It wasn't handed to you. How's it? Yeah. You know, you get these clowns that are 145 pounds soaking wet, oh, and they go, geez. they think they know everything. They walk. Yeah. You know, I noticed this. That's why I wanted to retire until this opportunity came along with Mike Dunner and Golf State uh, Wrestling Alliance. You know, I wanted to get away from it because I got so sick. Are watching these 145-pound guys oh. slap their thigh, total super kicked up, super kick. No rhyme and reason for what they're, no psychology, no nothing whatsoever. No cell, take 10 million finishes and still kick out. You know, it's yeah. like, shoot the guy in the head, he's probably going to kick out anyway. Yeah. I'm not so yeah. sick of that, man. I couldn't take yeah. it anymore. And that's the way it's been, you know. So I, I want to yeah. get away to this opportunity to teach young guys that want to learn old school. You know, and I yeah. love teaching. I love teaching. Mm-hmm. I've broken some of the best talent in the business WWE had with R Truth and Booker T and Stevie Ray and JBL. Oh, All yeah. those guys came from me, you know, Terry wow. Taylor, Barry Window. You know, I had to wow. pay Blackjack oh, was wow. involved with me breaking in, so I had to help him break in Barry. So I had to help mm-hmm. break in Barry at the same time I was breaking in. <laughs> so you let know, me, let me ask you. go ahead, I'm sorry, I wait you finish. No, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say did you shoot with him when you first got him? Oh, yeah. Him? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They, they shot with me. I mean, when I when I first went, when I first got in, you know, and I broke in in Amarillo territory, there's some tough, there's, you know, some you, tough, tough guys. And when you break oh, in, yeah. they all shoot on, they hook you. You know how to hook oh, you. Did. They don't care yeah. if you're an amateur wrestler. So, you know, I, I said, well, I'm an amateur. You know, I'm a good amateur wrestler. They know how to hook you. They always would hook me. And I said, oh, God, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> you can hook me too, man. And go, okay, okay, kid. What do you think of that? Back in that day, back in them days, it was called the sugar hole. Remember the sugar yeah. hole? Yeah. <laughs> the sugar hole, man. And but, those old guys. But one, of, one of the most best experiences I had in my career was when I finally left the Amarillo, they thought I was good enough to move on from my, where I broke it in Amarillo. Murdoch and Terry and them and Molly and sent me to Florida for Eddie Graham. And man, what a, Eddie Graham, what a genius. Yeah. Oh yeah. my oh, God. Yeah. One of the yeah. greatest minds in pro wrestling ever, ever. Is he ever? Yeah, man. And, and the first day I showed up, old Charlie Lay, an old timer from the 50s and 40s, was there at the, the office and I come in to report in, and he asked me if I had my gear, and I said, yeah, I was taught never to go nowhere without my gear. He said, well, go ahead, go in there and get dressed. And I'm going like, what the hell? I just report in the territory, <laughs> and I want me to get dressed out of here? What am I doing? So I get dressed, and he says, go, go to the ring out there, and I go through the curtain, and first time I ever laid eyes on uh, Gordon Sully. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Gordon, Gordon's yeah. standing there, and uh, he was at the counter that had, CWF uh, Championship Wrestling from Florida, and and, uh, and he says, uh, you "Go ahead and get in the ring, there. They'll be down in a minute." And I'm going like, "What the hell? It's coming down here, you know?" <laughs> here, here they came, and uh, Jackie Jerry Briscoe, Dan Lutez, and see Dean Linko, 
and uh, heal Matsuda, and I got stretched. That's all I can tell oh, you. I, I bet you did. <laughs> a 25-year-old cocky guy thought I could do I got my living butt kicked. But you <laughs> know what? They, they were testing you, Manny. Yeah. See, you could take the funny man and you'll be a pro wrestler. Like, like yep. you said a few minutes ago, each kid today, 145 pounds, he turns sideways, you talk to yourself. And, and, yep. they, and they, all, they all think they're champions, every one of yep. them. You know, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, everybody got a belt. And remember this, Manny? Well, when we were in the business, we could not talk on a microphone unless they told us to. I, I spent, right. I spent fifteen years before you put a microphone in front of my face because I would learn right. my trade. You know, oh geez, I, I didn't, I didn't say a word in the ring for three years. I, the greatest line I think I was talking, uh, Bobby, was uh, when Dick Murdoch said, "We're sending you to Florida, and the best advice I can give you." It's just shut up and listen, kid. Yeah, you'll go a yep. long way. And that's, that's right. what I did. And then yep. opened my mouth for three years, brother. I just did what he told me to do. That's <laughs> the same as Maple Leaf, Maple Leaf Gardens up here. Where I got my first shot at Maple Leaf Gardens. And uh, yep. the, the old guy told me, he said, keep your uh, mouth shut and your ears open. That's you it. Know? And that's I, it. I, I'm yeah. like you. I didn't say nothing for a couple of years, actually. You know? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and, and the thing learn, about back... Back then, it's the dressing room, the etiquette in the dressing room was so respectful. You walked in, yeah. you introduced. I was taught to walk in and introduce myself to everybody, no matter what, and then yeah. sit down and shut up and listen yeah, and right. wait to your call. And so that's what I did, you know, and, and I got along great. But, you know, being green with great people, um, oh. with great people, they just rib you. They ribbed it. Oh, Back yeah. then, it was so much fun because you got ribbed hard. Hard, hard did you ever? But it was, yeah. But you enjoyed it, you know. It was, you know, the the things they did to me my rookie year, nobody could go. These guys would faint, or they'd go oh, yeah. complain and cry, you know. Yeah. All the stuff that Jack and Jerry Briscoe did to me, Murdoch did to me, Mulligan, Andre. Even when I met Andre, oh yeah, my God, yeah. I thought he was. Me and Andre had a relationship since my junior year in college. When I would go uh-huh. pick him up to the airport, I used to laugh because I had a Trans Am. And I kept telling them, Murdoch, how am I going to put this guy in my trans down? Just go pick him up. And Andre, <laughs> <laughs> and Andre getting that trans ham, and I'd have to take the T-top off. It looks like the movie Gator where that guy's head, old Lurch's head was the, the car. Yeah. And Andre go, hey, boss. <laughs> and I remember first time he gets in the car, he goes, hey, boss, we go to the liquor store. And I go, oh, no, sir, I'm not the boss. Murdoch, <laughs> no, I'm not the boss. That's <laughs> okay, boss. But I never knew he called everybody boss, you know? If he liked you, if he liked you, he called you yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, if he liked you, know, he didn't. Yeah, yeah. Can, can I tell you a quick quick story about Andre? Uh, yeah. I worked with him. I worked with him all over the territory, Kansas City and all over. And, you know, we we, we, we did the two guys. We had the routine down. But he, I went to Canada, and a couple of years later, they, they brought him up to Canada, and he said, who's there? And he mentioned my name. He says, uh, I, I drive with... Uh, Bobby, my my friend, he said, "No, no, uh, you're working with him. I drive with Bobby because I had I had the big van with the right. seat in. He, he could stretch him. We had a beer, uh, a garbage can there, fill it up with beer, and he was all you heard. <laughs> so we're, 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 we're coming back from uh, Camloose and we run out of beers. And at that time, you could run into the bars and, and get the." Uh, Get beer, so I ran in. Not even think I mean, chief. I uh, gave it two for. He said, "What? A chief, a two for? You know?" 
He said, look around. I looked around and I said, oh, yeah, yeah, Chief Kid number two, I got to go. He said, you know where you are? I said, I'm in a bar. And this is how dumb I was. Uh, uh, I, uh, I said, uh, what's the matter? He said, it's an Indian bar. I went, oh, Jesus Christ. And he said, he said you're not walking out of here. So I cocked the hand. I'm going to tap him, you know, if I got my butt kicked. And everybody turned to the door. And there he was, the big man. He goes, everything okay? Everything okay, Bobby? And I hear this, under the giant, under the giant, under the giant. Well, Maddie, we sat there and drank all night and walked out before four with four, four, two forks on the way out. And on he goes, oh, I like that bar, me. Jesus. But, uh, you know, you, you could tell stories about Andre all night long, and uh, he wouldn't tell the same one oh, twice. Yeah, nice, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Gentlemen, I mean, gentlemen, you know. Yes, but sir. He, he, he didn't like, I heard he didn't like Randy Savage. Apparently, no, you know, and he didn't like Hulk Hogan very much neither. I know that for a fact. Yeah. Bobby Heenan was telling me the story about WrestleMania. Yeah, I almost fell out yeah. laughing. Bobby was yeah. so beautiful, but when you when you tell stories about Andre, it's um, you know, I was I had the honor of him liking me so much. So he, it, it's like you, Bobby. When I came to the territory, I was the only one he wanted me to pick up. Yeah, and I kept saying, "Dude, you guys got to get me a bigger car." You know, I can't just see. But Andre didn't mind. You know, we had a blast. And one time yeah. we in Lubbock, Texas from Amarillo, 70 miles, you know. And they had a right. show over there. And Mulligan tells me, you got to pick up the giant. I said, oh, no problem. Because he's always fun to go with. So this time we get off the airplane. And he told me to go to the liquor store. Well, he picked up a case of beer and two bottles of tequila. <laughs> and, we, and when we got to Lubbock, it was all gone. He done oh, drank yeah. a case of beer and the tequila. Yeah. And he walked like he never buzzed or nothing. I was like amazed. <laughs> And I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's going to wrestle? And he's going to be yeah, drunk yeah. as hell. Nope, he got out of the car. He was normal, natural. Yeah. I said, my God, how much yeah. did this man drink? So we're sitting All there, right. and it's, the night's over. He had the match with Mulligan. They had a great match. You know, I was amazed, you know, because I wasn't into wrestling, but I would sit on, Murdoch would make me sit on the very top of the bleachers and watch every match, and then he questioned me about it. If I didn't have the right answer, he'd knock the shit out of me. <laughs> you look good, yeah. So <laughs> Mulligan tells me, "Hey kid, come here. Drive around the back and pick me up." I go, "What, dude? You're six foot ten, under seven foot four. How the hell are you gonna get in my car?" So I go pick him up. They get, he drives. The, he Mulligan's in the driver's seat, throws me in the back with a beer. Andre's in front seat, and we're driving seventy miles down Marilla. I was crushed back there, handing them beers all night long. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yep. Uh, but, you know, like you, I found with uh, with an honor to be called boss by uh, by Andre the Giant. If he liked you, boy, oh, yeah. I mean, he, he, yeah, he oh, liked yeah. you. He didn't. I heard he, he him and John Studd didn't get along, and you probably know that yourself, man. He uh, John quit the WWF, got Andre kicking the crap out of him every night of the week. He, he worked. Yep, yep, yep. That's the and, thing uh, about Andre, man. Him and Mulligan liked each other. A lot. Here in Murdoch, you figure. I used to love to watch Murdoch and Andre go at it in cribbage. You know the game cribbage. Oh yeah, and yeah. Beat your ass for money too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes they get in these arguments, and you and you go, "Oh my God, they're gonna fight!" But they, you know, then they start laughing. <laughs> you know, they yeah. start laughing and stuff. You know, but there's so many good things that I was fortunate of 
to be around yeah. even when I yeah, wasn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I, I was too. I was too. Very, very fortunate, you know. We, I, we grew up in, and I started in 67, left in 92. But, I, I you know, I went to the, the, the 70s, the 80s, and a couple of years in the 90s. And they right. they were the years, in my in my uh, mind, that was great wrestling, great fun in the dressing room. We had Piper, we right. had the Road Warriors. We had everybody in, in the business were friends, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's like Murdoch and them told me, you know, your brothers of the road, you take care of each other. That's yeah, about you do. Living. You know the stories yeah. uh, Terry Funk would tell me about when he was a kid and Dory Senior was wrestling, and uh, yeah, you know they all can't. They had the little pub trailers and they do the show and go to the campground. Who didn't make that much money? They cook for one another, feed each other's families. I mean, it's lost yeah. now, Bobby. It's gone. Those those <laughs> yeah. days of brothers being close. I mean, no. stopping on the road. If a guy got in an accident, everybody turned, made a U-turn, rushed back to where the That's location right. was, checked yep. on the boys. I mean, yeah. It's uh, today, and I'm going to say it like it is, and I hope you agree. They don't give a shit about the, the old timers who who blazed the trail for these young kids. And these young kids, uh, all they ever talk about. It's a WWE or a WWF. And I keep saying it's just another organization, you know, and uh, somebody asked me what I felt one time about Vince McMahon uh, uh, taking all the territories. I, I think it's the worst thing that ever happened. He put so many yeah. people out of work and he, has, he had his picking choice of people. And uh, he, he, he just, what do you call it? He just destroyed everything. Up here in Canada, they're starting to make a, a comeback now, uh, Matty, the territory, it- believe it or not. Good. Yeah. Good. You know, yeah, you're exactly right. That's why I wouldn't sign with a man when my partner Rick Reed signed. It's just something that I didn't like about him, and I've never liked about him. It's just, I don't, I see wrestling as wrestling. That's the way yeah. I was taught. Yeah. It was wrestling yeah. and nothing else. It's not entertainment. I'm not, I'm not an entertainer. I'm not a clown no. that you're going to pay attention no. I'm going to go out there and wrestle you hard. I wrestle yeah. you hard, and, and that's, that's how I am. I'm stiff. That's, hey, in Japan, my nickname was Cemento. Why? Because I'm stiff. And I admit I'm stiff. And if you can't take getting pounded in the chest and the back and the thighs you and the, the fatty business. part of your body, get the you hell, go the play volleyball. Yeah, yeah, go play volleyball. I agree. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's, that's I got now with Johnny be. Valentine one night. Holy Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> on my chest. I looked around for my chest on the floor. And he said, here, take it, kid. Holy God damn. Did he ever yeah. hit Well, you've been hit by him. You know this. Yeah. Way. We, you, you know, know what I met? No, Johnny Valentine. I met him when he was in his crutches in Houston, Texas, for the first time. And apparently, he had heard heard of me, so he came in and I said, "Man, what an honor, sir, to meet you." Yeah. I've heard so yeah. many things about you. Florida. They always talked about him, right? And and, yeah. and Vern Gagne had sent a couple of young guys over to Paul Botts that they were going to use during that taping. And one of the right. kids was an amateur wrestler, and he got all ridiculous about, "Oh, I can't do that." Blah 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 blah. And I saw Johnny Valentine lay his braces down, his braces that he used to walk, lay him down on the edge of the apron, call up in the ring, snatch the guy by his wrist, pull him to the mat, and had him squealing like a pig in two seconds. I believe that. I know that's true. Yeah. (laughs) It's unbelievable. It's not like, like I'm 73, my birthday coming up. You know, I, I don't know how old you are, Manny. You're probably a couple of years behind me. <laughs> I'm close by you. I'm 65. <laughs> but we've been there. We have done it. We have traveled. 
more territory than half the young kids ever think of. We've been overseas. We've been Japan, Germany, England, and we work with every kind of worker. We work with crowbars. We work with guys so loose. You got to say tighten up a little bit. And oh, yeah. Superstar Billy Graham. Yeah. <laughs> I love Superstar. <laughs> Superstar Billy Graham is one of the greatest guys in the world. Even when yeah, I was going is. through my illness, my illness with my liver disorder, <laughs> he would call me every day telling me to, get a transplant man they had told him no but i had him in charlotte north carolina one time and he was clamping down i couldn't feel it. I said, what are you doing he says i got the claw on your neck kid i said well then grab my damn neck because i don't feel you <laughs> oh really oh jesus <laughs> yeah he was I, awesome I he had, man he's in bad health isn't he he's in the hospital now or something yeah he was? he's back it's never that's that's why the you know, I refused to get a transplant back in 2002 because my great friend, who I love so dearly, Wahoo McDaniels, waited yeah. all the years for that kidney. He got the kidney, and then two months later, he passed. There's no guarantees. There's no guarantees. Yeah, no, no. You're better no, off with right. what you got, you know. And, and you know, yeah. I thank the Lord now that, that I've survived that. I'm cancer-free, Agent Orange-free, cirrhosis-free. Fantastic. I mean, so I'm trying to keep it that way, you know, trying to stay it, straight. But, you know... You always got these idiots that think they know everything about this business. And they and don't they know don't. jack shit. Yeah. You know, you know what, <laughs> Manny? Uh, I, I, say, I say this, Manny. When we were in the business, we thought we knew it all. We never did. We learned something new about the business. Every day. Every day, every day. Every day of the week, you learn something new from somebody in the ring. Uh, did you know Frenchie Martin? Yes, I did. Of course I did. Yeah, Frenchie, Frenchie was, took care of Andre. And uh, what? Yeah. Is that? Yeah, the referee that we had in Florida. Yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? No, no, oh no. My God. You, uh, the, the guys from the WWF with, uh, the, who used to wave the, wave the flag for uh, Dion Bravo, whatever his name is. Frenchy. No, then I guess I don't. I thought uh, I knew Frenchie, the re- the guy that took care of Andre, the referee we had in Florida. Little Frenchie. Then you know, know, you know, you know Joe Pilardi then, right? No, no Joe. Joe, in tech. Joe La- Laparty? No, sir. No, he's from Florida. He worked Texas for a while. Oh, that's, that's yeah. funny. Maybe, maybe he wasn't there when he was there. Yeah, I I came in in '79. Uh, you know, I didn't I didn't oh, start oh, no, the he business was, like was. He was in Vancouver with me in '79. Geez, we're going back a long way, aren't we? Right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I I was still I was in West Texas State in '77, and when I first really? got to West Texas State, yeah, I was playing ball there. And it's a funny story about Terry Funk. When we showed up to two days of uh, report to uh, training camp football at West Texas State, he said offensive lineman had to run through Buffalo Bow, which is a track that goes right by the Double Cross uh, Ranch, which was called Terry Funk's Ranch. And uh-huh. Terry Funk would come riding horseback riding and start yelling at us, oh, come on, pick it up, he started running. One day I got so mad, I said, who the hell is that stupid ass? <laughs> and all the football players that knew the, all the guys that were there, because I was barely got, you know, it was my first year in that college. All the guys yeah. that knew of him, I'll go, oh, shut up. No, dude, don't say that, man. That's Derek Bunkin's professional wrestling. Oh, man, that crap is fake. I don't want to hear about that crap. He ain't oh, nobody. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. That's how we became friends. <laughs> really? He thought, he thought I was a goof. Yeah, that guy's a goof. <laughs> He's a nutcase. <laughs> I just saw a great match of you and Terry in 1979, the Florida State Heavyweight Champion. You took off him? Yes, sir. You beat, yeah, yes, I just a good match. Good match. 
I, uh, the psychology was just great in it, you know, the way you guys oh, yeah. worked at it. Was, I'm saying, look at that, old school, and he, you know, and, and it's just unbelievable, the old school. You guys, how you didn't roll them up in a small packet. Or no, do you, you roll them up in my hand, right? Yeah. yeah. Boom, one, no, two, a small package. It was a small yeah. package. But you know yeah. what's funny, Bobby and uh, Lewis, the funny thing about that is that small package got over bigger than a big bump. Got oh, over yeah. bigger than a big finish. That's what I told yep. people. I said, you know what's funny? You guys doing all this crap, all this stuff, and got kicked out. Did you know that once upon a time, some of the greatest wrestlers in history got beat by a roll-up or a small package? Yeah. Or how about this one, Manny? Uh, when I had the heel, I, I, give the, I give the baby face. If I was going over, I give him about 45, or I'm not lying, 75% of the match. And the finish was, right. uh, you, you get me going in the corner, boom, boom, turnbuckle me, charge me, I put the knee up, down you go. I'll grab you by the tight, put my foot in the row. One, two, three. Three, yeah. The highest. And the more heat than anything. Yeah, you get more heat than anything. Simple heat. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like amazing. a people. Yeah, yep. you beat, 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 and then he slips on him. I told the guy, hey, you get beaten, and then you slip on a banana peel, and oh, shit, and the people go crazy because yeah. you were kicking butt for all that time. Yeah. You know, they don't know that. Everybody nowadays, yep. Bobby and Lewis, it's about, I got to get my shit in. I gotta get yeah. my shit in. Yeah, and that's all he cares about. That's all he cares yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, and, and the greatest. I, I actually, actually want to ask something. Yep, no, no, we're talking. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'll tell you, man. I'm I'm doing just that. You guys are in a roll, so I'm just keeping out of it. But I I do have a question, if if you don't mind. No, no, if no, I can just throw some. Okay, I just I uh, just want to know, uh, Manny, if you have any good uh, stories about Abdullah the Butcher. I know you had a lot of matches with Abdullah. <laughs> you had any good stories about him? Yeah, I would tell you. You know, like I said, you know, I wrestled some of the greatest names in this business. Thank God, right? Because all those yeah. guys carried me. I've learned nothing, yeah. but it's like I tell people: Do you see the list of people I wrestled? How could I not be good? How could I yeah. not be good? Wrestling yeah. all them guys, you have to be good. But you know, me yeah. and Abby had fun matches. That, that match in, in, that we had at uh, Sarcade, Mexican Death Match, where he was all this time, me and Abby had physical rough matches, pounding each other. He takes little bumps and everything like that. But he was mad at Dusty that night because he switches around on the simulcast. And, you know, me, I'm the kind of guy, hey, put me on first, I'll get to the beer stop first. No yeah, I'll do that. I'm with you, yep. yep. Yeah. Are you going to pay me? They had me on contract. You're still going to pay me what I what my contract says. So I don't care if you put me on first. I'll ring the bell. I'll jerk the yes. curtain. Don't bother me none. But well, Abby was upset. Abby's upset about that. So we out there now. That's physical. I mean, we're beating the crap out of each other. I mean, he was so upset when he used his fork. He literally stuck it in my chin and was dangling there. I said, you no good son of a bitch. I started beating him hard with my boot. And he looked up at me. He goes, he goes suplex me. I go, shut up. <laughs> go, I said, suplex me. And I go, shut up. I can't suplex you, bud. You can't get up. And he goes, I, he grabbed me real hard. He goes, I said, suplex me. So I said, okay. So I hooked him up. And I can't believe he went vertical. He went vertical. Really? And I dropped him. I spinned around. I looked at him. I said, you sandbagging son of a bitch. You mean to tell me you can do this shit? <laughs> <laughs> so we go on and he goes in the corner and he says now monkey flip me I said you're going to land on my face so I ran and monkey flipped me he took his high bump and I got up again I said you are no good son of a bitch you're a sandbagger I can't believe this 
Oh yeah, all these years he never took a bump. And all yeah. Sudden, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. He's bumping everywhere, and I'm going. I can't believe this guy. But yeah, oh, Abby yeah. was fantastic. I love Abby. Yeah. Me and Abby had some great matches. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny. Another funny story about him. We're doing a damn uh, one of these conventions, Legends Convention thing, and you know I can still work. Thank God I can still work. So I'm working, and, and Abby's in his wheelchair, and we're signing autographs and stuff. So Abby comes over and he goes, hey, when you're in the ring, take a bump outside, sell him by the apron. I'm going to come up and get you. I go, shut up, Abby. How are you going to get that wheelchair over there, right? So, come on, you're going to get hurt. Stop stop it, Abby. You know, because <laughs> we had great matches. So I'm, I'm selling, I'm selling for some of these guys were wrestling. The kid that I trained was my partner, Crazy Ivan. So I started selling. All of a sudden, I felt somebody pull me off the apron and start beating the hell out of me. It's freaking happy. <laughs> in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair? Yeah. 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 Jeez. It's freaking yeah. happy in his wheelchair. And I started laughing. Yeah, now, listen, <laughs> listen. Matty, did, did you sell for him? <laughs> hell yeah. I was laughing, yeah, no, I was laughing more than anything. Yeah. I was laughing more than anything. I just like well, to tell people, I sell for everybody. You know? I mean, Andre the Giant sold. Under your giant tip bumps. What makes you think you can't sell? Well, I'm too yeah. big to sell. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> I yeah. remember one time I worked with, uh, with uh, Andre the Giant. I think me and Tokyo Joe in Kansas City. And uh, he had me up over his head to give me the big bump, you know? So right. smart ass me said, I weigh 255 pounds. Is that it? And he goes, okay, boss. And he picked me up, arm length, and he's walking around. And I said, what are you doing? Hang on, boss. And he threw me. Over the top rope, into the boat, you know, right by the, the ringside. I take the bump, boom, boom, boom. Joe picked me up, throw me back in. Andre set that set down at one, two, three. So we go back to dress him. I said, God, Andre, I'm glad that's over. Oh, he said, what do you mean? I said, I don't have to take that bump no more. Hey, boss, I like that. We do that every night. Me and my big Jesus mouth. <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, I was when I was when I was in Florida at Russell Hardy Race. Like we wrestled twelve matches. Uh, we went like uh, ten one-hour matches and two ninety-minute matches. Think about that. They can't even do that today. Think about no, that. You do take over twenty about, minutes. They go crazy. They, yeah, the thing about Hardy, every match was different. That's what I loved about yeah. Hardy Race. Not one match yeah. was ever the same. And then he played a rib on me one time about hanging myself. He said, you ever yeah. try hanging yourself? I said, no. I didn't even know you could do that, right? I said, it's easy, kid. You just put your run, put your head between a top and middle rope, and kick your legs over, and it'll tie you up like a hangman. I said, I guess I could try it. I know where this is going. <laughs> so he boom, boom, one tackle, the one he drops down. I hit that rope. I hung. Oh, man, those ropes are so tight. I hung myself. And then he tells Frenchie, the referee, he goes, Damn, the stupid kid did it. <laughs> that match is on YouTube, actually. Actually, I saw yeah, that match. Yeah, I saw yeah. that match on YouTube. I, I, I saw really that. Like, you look like you were legitimately you were like, oh, man, that hurt. there. Right? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah. It hurt like hell. And then yeah, he yeah. kept, Hardy kept pushing the rope down to make it tighter, talking to Frenchie. <laughs> God, I was going, oh, no, no. <laughs> Frank, you gonna have a beer later? <laughs> what, what do you thought? What do you thought? What do you thought on Ric Flair as 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 world champion? What do you thought on Ric Flair much. as world champion? I'll tell you a story with uh, okay. when I was with Jim Crockett Promotions. I wrestled Flair a couple times. Didn't enjoy it all. The same thing, repetition. Same thing. Yeah. I, I just finally yep. 
We're supposed to go down to Broadway, Nashville, North Carolina. I just couldn't take it after 20 minutes. So I shit canned him over the top rope, got disqualified. Crockett was said, Dusty, me and Dusty had a love hate relationship. He was my booker for 30 years. I, everywhere he went, he brought me in. Because, oh, fantastic. you know, he had, to, he, had, he had to have his pistol with him. You know what I'm saying? So he'd bring yep. me in and, and I'd come in. But, but I thank him. You know, I loved him for, for what he did for me. But Jim Crockett come up to me in the dressing room and goes, Well, That'll be the last time you wrestle for the world title. And I shook his hand and said, thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sir. For, yeah. You're not doing me any. You're doing me a big favor. I never got yeah. along with Ric Flair. I never got along with Ric Flair. A lot, a lot wow. of guys didn't get along with him. You know that, eh? No. A lot of the guys. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Of, I mean. Yeah, I yeah, a lot of heat for Brown and everything, you know. But, yeah. You yeah. know. He, you know. Uh, I was in the territory with a bunch of tough guys that didn't put up with Brown Nose. And one of the biggest ones was Wahoo. Wahoo and me were about the same. We always had heat with the office because we always stood up for the boys about, hey, dude, we don't need this private plane. We can still fly a commercial plane. You're buying a private plane, and now we're not getting the paydays we're supposed to be getting because you're paying that's the right. plane off. That's, yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah. 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 So we yeah. protest that. And Wahoo is uh, the reason Jim Crockett started wearing them clip-on ties because he got upset at Jim Crockett one time about the payoff, and he grabbed him by his tie and jerked him across the desk. I was blessed to be in good territory as a great talent. You know, that's, yeah. that's what I tell people. The thing about being with Dusty Rhodes is he surrounded himself with great talent. So from the first match to the main event, Every one yep. of the guys on the card could work main event if they had to, you know. Yes. If I had to open up the card, I opened up the card. If I had to be a main event, I could be a main event. Every one of them, like Barry and Magda, myself, Buddy Garvin, all the guys, Rock and Rolls, everybody brought in, you know, uh, Tully. As, even though I had my problems with Tully when I got stabbed, you know, I let that. Finally, a year ago, I just blew everything away, let it all go. You can't keep hating. Yeah. It just destroys no, I, you. And yeah, yeah. You know, it's just. It destroys you. I let that fester for all them years, but I finally met him at a convention, shook hands, and said, "Hey, bro, you know, life is oh, life. You, we gotta you, live with it." You are so much like me, man. Uh, you wouldn't believe it. I I let a fester uh, about a promoter in the Maritimes about oh, drilling yeah. out for the money, and, uh, right. and, and and you know, Sweet Daddy Siki, you know, Sweet Man at all. Yeah, Sweet Daddy Siki. Yeah, 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 I heard of him. Not much yeah, good know. though. <laughs> I had to go along with you on that, but anyway, he—I've uh, been in the dressing room bitching about the money. God damn it, you know, we we had these sellout crowds with Leo Burke and you know David Schultz and Bobby K, myself, and, and uh, Ron, Ronnie Starr. You know Ron, I, I, I presume. And uh, right, Sweet Daddy turns to me, "Hey, uh, Bobby, did you make a deal with the money?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "What are you bitching about?" After that time. I would bitch him, we should have got more money. Cause he'd only pay you so much, and that's all he'd pay you. You know, you had to pay your own trance, your own hotel, right. everything. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So at the end of the oh, week, yeah. if, if you had money left, you were lucky, you know, and he didn't give a shit. He, he said, if you, don't, if you don't like it, leave, you know? And that's yeah. what his attitude. It took me years like you. It built, kept building up inside, building up inside, and then I finally one day I said, you know what? It, this, is, this has got to go. So I let it go. Yeah. And I, I yeah. just, just like yourself, yeah. I let it go. Yeah, A lot of things that happened in California. I, I let it fester up like that, and then they took my freedom away. I was looking yeah. at doing 10 years. 
because I got yeah. that angry at this, you know, five, you know, after three and a half months of being with my freedom taken and being in a damn prison, a legitimate prison, you know, and ended mm-hmm. up watching your back every daggone day because you're an old timer and people are going to try to mess with you. And it's like I oh, told yeah. that one dude, uh, I was in there and I told this one dude, he come up in the morning and said, they, they do a tax. You're going to tax the guys of the week. We're going to tax you. We're going to tax you today. We're going to take your breakfast. It's our breakfast what? now. I told the dude, yeah. I said, you picked on the wrong old man, dude. <laughs> you picked <laughs> the wrong old man to mess with, dude. Yeah. You know, but, you know, yeah. think about that. You know, doing that for 10 years of your life, I could I could imagine that. I did it for three and a half months, and I was going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, have to, oh. you can't sleep. So you got to let that go, or it'll destroy you. And I'm glad you but did. You, you know, Matty, we, we, we lived a life that only people dream about. I mean, we, oh, yeah. we traveled. We traveled. We had the freedom. All over the world. We got, yeah, all over. We got respect from people. And, right. and here's what amazes me. People thought we were big stars. If they knew what we were really like outside the ring, you know, yeah. we were just doing no, Mary no. Jones, you know? Yeah. It's it's like, like, the people, I heard somebody, I saw the post where somebody said, asked you if you're going to erase all the posts on there. And I started laughing. I go, oh, here's one of those. You know, there's there's people that are so hateful, they don't know why they're hating. But they go yeah. along with a group of people say, well, he did this. and this. Not knowing yeah. that he did or didn't, but they go ahead with a little group because they don't have a mind of their own. They're yeah. just a little yeah. tag-alongs. You know? They're sheep, you know. And it's like I told the guy, yeah, dude, well, I, you, you could not live one day in my shoes after what I've been yeah, through in my yeah. life. You're right. What that, Lewis? Well, I was going to say, I, I think that I'll post because people were, were posting a lot, of, a lot of ridiculous comments. So that's I deleted a lot of the posts. That's why that guy well, put that, that post up there. Uh, are you gonna delete? Uh, you're gonna be deleting posts on everything, but I there was some stuff some stuff up there that I just I had to take off. Oh well, so I don't know if you saw what, what the posts were in here. No, but I know where it's coming from because it's the same crew of people yeah, yeah. and that crew of guys that talk shit about uh, uh, me not being a veteran. I say, well, you're not born with a DD two fourteen. You earn it. Yeah, and you earn it by yeah. serving your country. And that's what yep. I did. Yep. And I came to get, you know, there's a bunch, that's a group. It's a funny thing. I had a training school in a TV, in, in a TV show in California, in Fresno, California. And I was trying to bring these guys and recruit guys in to do old school wrestling for TV, get it back on the TV. But the guy built me up that we got this TV and it's all great. And then when it came to, you know, a year down the road doing this TV, found out the TV didn't even go outside the city limits. What good is that? <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody's <laughs> nobody's watching it except well, the people there. Watching it, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So these guys, you know, that I was training with, they they said I was too hard. It was too rough. They couldn't take it. They all quit. So they started their own little group called Best of the West out in California. And of course, they jumped on all oh, men Fernandez. This we kick his. And I used to get the phone calls. Are they going to destroy me? Kick my butt? And I'm going, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, you know why I live on over? Yeah. Excuse me. Somebody says something about you. Uh, did Manny ever tell the truth? And I put on her, well, why don't you phone in and ask him yourself? Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. Am I right, Lois? I said, why don't you ask him yourself? He was so That's, tough. Yeah. You know, you and know. they never do, what Manny. They never do. They they got the ball to write it on, on Facebook, but they ain't got the ball yeah. to phone you and say, Manny, you know what? Let me ask you something and talk to you like a man-to-man, but they won't do it. You know? Yeah. It's like a guy posted after Lewis posted that, Another guy posted a good picture of me and Rick Rude together, and then 
me and Rick Root and Paul Jones, and he said, great, Legend's going to be on this. And the, the guy said, same shit, take veteran, all this and that, the comments, right? So one yeah. of the guys that was following the page said, oh, Manny Fernandez, you know, he's a great guy. I met him, a great he did a yeah. podcast, and blah, blah, blah. And then another guy, how he got the information of my enlistment to the Navy, and he posted that. He posted what? my enlistment papers. Yeah, and I guess you get it from the Freedom of Information Act. But yeah, he posted, yeah. but a lot of it's blacked out. It'll tell you my name, my service. Yeah. It doesn't give you my MOS or anything like okay. that. But he posted that, and those idiots shut up, didn't respond. And of course, one one lady tried to intimidate by saying, "Well, do you know who my husband is?" I said, "No, ma'am, I don't, and I really don't care." Well, you wrestled <laughs> a few times. I said, "I did." <laughs> he must have been a jobber because most of the, most of the people I wrestled had big names. Big names that I would remember. You should have said to it, did I hurt him? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I hurt him? This is funny. Yeah, they all come up. They, they've been doing that for the last five years, and it, that's what got me in trouble. You know, I let that fester up in these clowns, and my girl who works with a former U.S. Marshal now works for Homeland Security, she would tell me, why are you letting these idiots get under your skin? My God, they're idiots. They'll never accomplish yeah. what you do. You know, everything. Yeah, and same thing with the stabbing. And then somebody posted the article where I got stabbed and Tully was involved when Tully was there and everything. And then they go, oh, no, okay, if it's true. Well, it's in a newspaper article. What? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the newspaper ain't going to lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just ridiculous. But, you know, but I've you, learned to deal with it. Yeah, me too. I have. You know, and you know y- y- yourself, Lewis. We put up with a lot of bullshit outside the ring. If you go with yes. your family yeah. and some and somebody recognizes you, like I got I got the name No Class Bobby back, and you think I got No Class all the time. Well, that's just right. a gimmick. That's a gimmick. And I go with my wife and kids. I don't want some guy. Hey, Bat, you're an asshole. And my dad, my kid, <laughs> go what? No, no, no. Yeah. Come on, talk to you. Whack. You know. But you know they they do not know. They haven't a clue what our bodies go through. The traveling we do. Uh, yep. You know, we're so lucky. I, I never took a drug in my life, Manny. I'm so proud of that. Uh, you know, and the pain we have, I just, you know, uh, yeah. went to the doctor and fought, fought through it. But the, these, these kids today don't even know how to talk in the ring about high spots or anything. You know what I'm No, they got I sat there one time, and the guy, the promoter told the guys, you guys can go about 10 minutes, you know, in the, in the first match. Brother, they sat there for three hours and talked over a 10-minute match. I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. mighty. What the if hell? I, if I was working with you, Manny, if I was working you, I said, Manny, you, you work with Bass, Bass is, uh, Bass is uh, doing the job. I said, Manny, what's your finish? I'm like, okay. That's all I need to know. What's your finish? We're calling in the ring, right? Yeah. Holly Ray said that to me one time. I told him it's called the Flying Burrito. <laughs> I was all excited. I'm going to hit the chap with the Flying Burrito. Then he turned around and goes, I'll duck. <laughs> <laughs> I was all like, you know, you're all excited. Oh, wow, he's going to take the burrito. And then I said, I'll duck. And you go from that to, oh. <laughs> but, but like, you're right. I, I was in the dressing room, Marty, uh, a couple months ago, and two guys in the corner. Three steps to the left, duck, swing. I'm going, what are you guys doing? We're talking over matches. I said, how the hell do you remember that shit? I said, we're no, in the old school. I said, in the old days, we went in the ring. You told me to finish. Uh, while I was doing a job for, let's say, you, Manny. I knew to finish. 
You're calling it. Yeah. Go home. Boom. And that's, yeah, it. Boom. that's it. You know, they, they don't understand. understand. They, the people, don't, they'll, these kids, they don't understand. The crowd changes. The crowd yes. changes every match. Every yeah. match. You got to be careful what you're doing out there because the crowd reacts differently to every match. And they don't understand yeah. that. They think that you should go out there. and It's like, I was, you remember Dominic Danucci? Yes, I do. Very good. good. Yeah, okay. I worked with Dominic a long time, yeah. Yeah, we were at a show in West Virginia, and this guy comes running out, clapping, cheering, trying to get the crowd going. Dominic looks at me. What the hell he's doing? He's done nothing. He's done nothing. He's got the skin in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lewis. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you want to interrupt you for a minute, man? Yes, Lewis. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I hear our next guest in our, on the December eighth show. You want to tell anybody who it is? I know who it is. Uh, uh, do you want to do the honors, or do you want me to do the honors? Oh yeah, I know. I heard that guy with the kid when he broke in the business, Bobby Fulton, one of one half of the Fantastic. All right. The there guy you go, yeah, 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 December eighth. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There's another good old timer. There's another yeah, he, good old timer. Uh, I tell him the story, Matty. We, we we had him up in uh, had him up in uh, Vancouver. There, you know, the Cuban assassin, the angel, and, right. and uh, we had the Loch Ness monster in there with us. And at the guy from Scotland, he just the tall as Andre. Anyway, Bobby's sitting there eating moose meat, and and, and we're throwing uh, pennies at the big at the big guy. And, um, right. and he turned around and said, bloody hell, what's going on here, lad? And me and Cuban and were sleeping. So we whip another one. So he got, he got so mad, he says, stop the van, I'm going to kill you. We said, kill who? He said, Bobby uh, Fulton. So Bobby said, I didn't do nothing. So he dragged him out the van. Next thing I heard, the knife come out. <laughs> Cuban said, amigo, I got you right here on the side of the road. Get your hands off him. <laughs> well, the big guy <laughs> got in the van. Sat down and shut his mouth. Bobby said, "Thank you very much." I'm going to tell him that story when he's coming on next week. I'm, I haven't uh, talked to him for 20 years, you know. So yeah. that'd be kind of nice. Bobby Fulton of the Fantastic just coming on, so yeah, that'd be nice. That's awesome. you know? hey, Manny, that's Manny, awesome. do you have Manny? Do you have Do you have some time? I have some fan questions actually. Do you have okay, some time left, or do you have to get going? No, go Luke ahead. Dorsch. Luke, Luke Dorsch wants to know what it was like working in Florida under Eddie Graham, and what is your opinion on Eddie Graham as a promoter? Oh, he's, Eddie Graham was a genius. Working for Eddie Graham, I learned so much. Working for Eddie Graham was fantastic for me as a young guy because he taught me so much. He, when I had to fly with him, all the other guys would fly on another little plane, and Eddie Graham would drink, and everybody was afraid to fly with him because half the time he'd get on a plane drunk. You know, but he was fantastic. <laughs> fantastic pilot but for me to sit on that cockpit next to him co-pilot the stories about hey kids you got to tell a story you got to be a Picasso. you got to paint a picture it's about figures and angles this business yes. is about psychology man he taught me so much and i just i was a sponge i soaked it in i was yeah. just, that's why i guess i got you know besides having the greatest workers to work with when I was a champion, you know, Funk and Funk and Murdoch and I got to wrestle every one of my mentors in Florida when I was a Florida heavyweight champion. Plus Don Morocco and King Curtis and Chola Duke and Bugsy McGraw. I mean, gee, I could go on and on. Ray Stevens, some of the greatest names in the business came yeah, in and worked with me. Yeah, they came in and worked with me and, and taught me so much. Eddie Graham believed in me. I thought that's sad right. what happened to that old family. It's just unbelievable because they were such great people. 
and such great knowledge, you know, gone to waste. All that knowledge, all that knowledge wow. gone. Yeah. yeah. All right. We have another question. Chuck Murkish wants to know uh, wants to know about your memories of the Southwest Championship Wrestling. Yeah, I have a great memory. Joe Blanchard. I love Joe Blanchard. I love Joe Blanchard. I was down there with uh, Al Perez and Bobby Jaggers and Scott Casey, Chavo Guerrero <laughs> Senior, Tiger Conway Junior. All my buddies, especially Tiger and Chavo. And then that's when we that's when we broke me, Tiger and Chavo. Senior broke in Tom Pritchard. So Tom Pritchard was our little stooge. We had him doing everything, you know. <laughs> and I mean, we mistreated them. We beat them up. We made them do rats. We did, we did a lot of things with Tom Pritchard. I mean, he paid his dues. He paid his dues like, <laughs> like everybody else did. And I enjoyed that because it was, a, it was a great territory. You had great bookers in Wahoo. And Wahoo went to Carolina. And you had Dick Slater. And you had Buck Robley. And then we brought the Bushwhackers, Sheep Herders. And who became yep. the Bushwhackers. It was just so much fun. It was a great, happy territory. Everybody in that territory was always happy. There was no problems, Manny, no egos. No egos. That's what I loved about that territory. No Manny, can, I, can I can I ask you a question, Manny? Yes, sir. Bobby Jaggers. I love Jaggers. I love I Bobby Jaggers. He, he he was the biggest bullshit I ever met in my life. Have you yeah, but he was a great one. You got to oh, admit, he he's great. the greatest yeah. bullshitter ever. Oh, yeah. He was a, yeah, to, to listen to Bobby Jaggers, when I was yeah. in Puerto Rico with him, we go to bars and we talk about my bar fights. And <laughs> Bobby Jaggers was maybe a, two of my bar fights. He was there. With all the rest, <laughs> he was never there. But he'd tell you the bar fight like he was there. He was there. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. there. Oh, yeah, remember, yeah, we did this, we did that. I'm looking at him going like, damn, I don't remember you being there. <laughs> I tell you a funny please. story. One time I told him we were going to Odessa, Texas, from uh, San Antonio, which is a good six-hour drive. <laughs> and you know Bobby talks, 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 talks. I was just in a bad, bad mood that day. There was me, Scott Casey, Bobby Jaggers, and Chavo Guerrero Sr. And I was driving the rental car, and Bobby just kept on and gone. I said, Bobby, if you don't shut up for five minutes, just shut your mouth, I swear. I'm pulling this car over and kicking your ass. So I go down the road. I put, put the car back on the road. Started going down the road again. Bobby looks over at me and taps my shoulder. He goes, go ahead and pull over and kick my ass because I can't shut up. (laughs) (laughs) When he was up up in Vancouver, I bought a horse ranch. I had about uh, a 20-acre horse ranch. Bobby said, well, gee, did Don Juan come from? He said, I got a uh, 75-acre ranch with all these horses on it. We said, Jesus, really, Bobby? Anybody knew he didn't have it, but no, he already tried, no. to, already tried to top you, whatever he did. Good guy. God, God rest his Fantastic. soul. Good guy. Hey, rough, some guy pissed me off. Some guy pissed me off trying to say, well, Bobby Jaggers never did nothing. He didn't draw no money. He, I said, dude, you don't know Bobby Jaggers. Okay. That guy drew yeah. more money in Florida with Dusty Rhodes. Him and Dusty Rhodes had a big feud, and he did nothing but money. Nothing yeah. but money. You don't know. They don't, don't know, know. nothing. Nope. But they think they do. Yeah, that's a sad thing. Yeah. Any more questions? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, Nick McDaniel wants to know who who your favorite opponent, all-time favorite opponent is, and who is your toughest opponent. Oh, my God. I couldn't tell you that. Every guy <laughs> I wrestled, I just okay. named uh, – all of them were so awesome. I mean, 
it would be the hardest thing in the world to separate. You know, I had great matches with Wahoo, Holly Race, Terry Funk, Nori Funk, you know, Joel Dude, Tom Morocco, Nick Bockwinkle. I mean, great workers. I mean, to pick anybody, it'd be impossible because all their matches made me who I am because of them. I didn't call them. They did. I just shut up and listened and let them go. You know, I did what they told me to do. And they were all great. You know, they were all great. The question for me, actually, what what was your thought on Hulk Hogan being the WWF champion? What what did you think of Hulk Hogan? It's a joke. Okay. Uh, He went from being what? uh, Thunder Lips. The minute he went Thunder Lips, he became the champion. You know, that's that's where the inner. It's like Andre said. That's he was going to be the rule of wrestling, which is true. That's when entertainment started. Yeah. Thunder Lips in there, and you know, I remember him getting his uh, Hill Matsuda broke his damn leg. Kept trying to mess around and get broken yeah, in Florida. Yeah. You know, and Eddie Graham wasn't going to put up with that. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> we what about Nikita Koloff? But... Excuse me? I, I was going to say, what about Nikita Koloff? He's one uh, a favorite of mine in the A's. Well, what were your thoughts on Nikita? Yeah, he was all right. I can't say much for him. I know that when he had matches with okay. him, I just, you know, he. he yeah, if he didn't have Uncle Ivan, he'd be nothing. Uncle Ivan made that team. Uncle Ivan did all the work, you know, because he could work. Okay. And everybody worked with Uncle Ivan. Nikita moves yeah. around like a robot still, you know. And, of course, you know, I have uh, certain feelings about what he did to a good friend of mine in, uh, in uh, Brad Armstrong. So, you know, personal feelings is only to be said. But what he did to him was downright dirty. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. This one more Rock and Roll Express. I know you and uh, Rick Rude had some great matches with the Rock and Roll Express. What? Uh, how did you feel about Ricky and Robert in the ring? Let me tell you about me and Ricky. Me and Ricky go back 1980. We wrestled with each other and against each other since 1980, and we just had a match not too long ago. That's over 40 years of wrestling one guy. So wow. yes, I love Ricky Morton to death. And Robert Gibson needs to be shining his shoes or polishing his his ass <laughs> for the next. 100 years because if you watch that shit and one for Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson wouldn't be shit. And I was I was laughing because somebody sent me that A and uh, AEW video of Ricky Morton doing that thing to the the LA former LAX guys. You're doing that spot and diving yeah. through the ropes. All you see is Robert standing there cheerleading, clapping, clapping, yeah. clapping. Yeah, he didn't do none of that. He didn't do anything. <laughs> and, and, and Ricky Morton went over the top. Over the top of yep. since, since yeah, I saw that today. Actually, I said, "Holy shit, we still yeah." I said, "We still got yeah. that. We still got it. You you never yeah. ever lose it. Never. No, uh, it's in our blood. No. It's in our blood. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like I told the guy. It says, yeah, you can see Robert Gibson as usual cheerleading. Robert Ricky <laughs> doing all the work. Yeah, but yeah. I love I love them both. They're both yeah, great guys. I've had a lot of fun with them, mm. working against them and with them. You know." I've had a lot of fun with him my whole life. You know, Robert knows I tease him all the time about now. Yeah, dude, you should be shining Ricky Smart shoes all your life. <laughs> you know, but yeah, oh. they're, they're great. Oh. Outside of that, they're fantastic guys. And, but, you know, as I can tell people, you know, they, they make a big deal out of this WWE Hall of Fame crap. I said, yeah, yeah. well, then you better save your money because if you're old and you get broke and you got no money to get buried, that ring is not going to get you buried. Nope. <laughs> No, you're that's right. about what yeah. that ring is worth. There you go. 
It's not going to pay Maddie, for shit. I got a question, yeah. Matty. Did you go to the CAC in Vegas? I did a long time ago. Bobby, I did a long time ago, and it's got too many marks. I did when, you know, when me, when Steve Williams, Dr. Jeff was still alive, me and him would go. Yeah. You know, yeah. but the one time we went there, and and it was horrible. The marks. It's still a little no, marks. Yeah, a lot of marks. getting better. Yeah, yes. you know. I go, every, still, I go every year. I'm, I'm booked for this year again, you know. Yeah, but it, Brian, they said Brian Blair told me it's getting better. They're trying to keep out, you know. Yeah. You know, trying to keep out the marks because it, it's, it's just, they're not wrestlers. They want to be wrestlers. Like I told the guy, if you're punching the clock nine to five and wrestling one day a month, you're not a professional. You're not a worker. You're not, you're not, you're not a, no shape not a worker. Form. You know, no like I said, you're, yeah, like I said, you're earlier, we, we were seven days a week, worked with different guys. Yeah. We learned our trade. We learned our, yeah. we learned how to, uh, psychology. We knew how to read a crowd, you know, uh, and these kids having to do like you said, like you said earlier, you want to get all this shit in in 15 minutes and don't care about, pardon me, the people on the other side of the ropes. Couldn't care less. Yeah. It's like I told the guy, so oh, really, you went out there and beat that guy up like that? What'd you beat? What do you mean, what'd yeah. I beat? Yeah, what'd you beat? Yeah. And I said, he goes, well, what'd I beat? I said, you beat a pile of shit. Yeah. And if you beat a right. bottle of shit, what do you think you beat? Shit, that makes yeah. you shit. I yeah. said, if you make him look like a million dollars and you beat him, then you beat a million dollars. That's right. That's right. I learned that lesson. Yeah. I learned it. Yeah. I, uh, I, 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 uh, I, I went over and beat a guy, you know, Kanitsky told me to, Gene. Uh, no, Al Tompkins did. I come back in the ring, and uh, Gene said to me, what you do? I said, I worked the match. He said, you did nothing. He said, you, you made the kid look like shit. You didn't beat nobody. And he told me, just what you said, Maddie. If you would have made the guy look like a million dollars, you beat a million dollars. And uh, ever, since, ever since that day, I learned my lesson, you know. And, uh yeah. You learn how to how to work and how to be uh, uh, a professional. That's it. So how, how are you doing on time? How are you doing on time, Manny? How are you doing on time? Do you, do you have to get going? Or? My, yeah, I got a couple more minutes. Okay, we can we can. Yeah, we can wrap this up. We can wrap it up unless uh, I got unless Bobby. When I say I got to get my, another question. Hey Lewis, when I say I got to get my kid out, I have a service dog. Service dog for PTSD, okay. emotional support dog. So I got to get him out before he okay. gets it in the house. <laughs> okay. All right. So, well, maybe we'll, we'll let you go. Maddie, listen. Hey, get, man. Get, get in touch with me on my Facebook or a friend request, please. Now, I want, I want to keep in touch with you. Okay, Bobby. Thank you very much. Hey, guys, I enjoyed you. it. And I hope Bobby uh, Bobby Fulton does a great job for you. And, you know, it's, it's like I tell people in life life's a roll of the dice. You either play it or stay, stay along the rails and lose everything you got. You got it. You got to roll yep. the dice to play, buddy. All right? That's Take right. care, Manny. God bless. God All bless right, you. Manny. Bye Thank bye. you so much, Manny. Bye-bye. Take care, Manny. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Lewis, are you still there? Yeah, Bobby, hold on. Don't don't hang up, buddy. We got to no. close the show, my friend. We got oh, okay. to close the show. So, um, yeah, so, uh, so what did you think? I thought that was fantastic, man. I thought uh, I, I that was a good conversation. You know um. I thought the show went in a whole different direction. I was thinking, uh, well, it was going to the way I wanted. We started talking, and Matty started telling stories I did. And he, he told a lot of personal stuff, I thought. And uh, I think he told things that the fans never knew about him or me uh, and about our business. And, and he, he put it right on the chopping block when he said, these kids don't know how to be a pro, pro wrestler today. And I agreed with him 100%. Yeah. They don't. 
Uh, you probably get a lot of people saying, well, what the hell do them old guys know? We know one thing. We've been there. We've done it. You never will. You know? There you go. Never. There you go. And, you know, I I kept quiet because if I interrupted, I, I couldn't add much to the conversation. But I absolutely enjoyed listening to both of you go on it. That was an absolute thrill. So, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to our, our next guest. Our next yeah, guest. Ford, is, I, I also I like what you told Bobby. Yeah, I like I, my favorite part is when you told me to shut the hell up. That was my favorite part of the, of the show. <laughs> you told me to shut the hell up. We're talking. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, Bobby. I'll shut up. <laughs> but the main point is, is, it's your show. Did you like it? Not the uh, point. It's our the point show. Is... It's our show. It's not just my show. It's our okay. show. Yeah. But uh, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, the first time I met Manny, we started talking. And uh, hey, the stories for him were just fantastic. Uh, I was sitting like yep. you. I'd listen to the stories, and he would tell them like a wit. I mean, uh, I was going to ask him about uh, the bruiser, but I didn't. I didn't get a chance. But uh, he would tell him about the, yeah. you know going to prison and all that. I mean, that's very, very open and honest. So, any are we still on the air? Are we still uh, on the air? I'm still recording. Yeah, I'm uh, still recording. Say, yeah. For 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 somebody to sit down like that, who I who I do not know. And open up like that to, to a guy like me, uh, I thought that was an honor just to listen to the guy talking. Uh, he telling stories about Andre the Giant, uh, Dick Murdoch, uh, Andre the Giant, Tally Blancer. He, he bitches with him. Uh, he didn't like Ric Flair. I got a lot of information coming out of somebody that nobody would have the balls, yeah. pardon the expression, to tell you on a podcast today. He's very open and uh, very, very open. And I, I just thought it was great. And I hope all you fans out there get in touch with Lou and say, gee, let's bring this guy back when we can because I know uh, yeah. uh, he, he has a whole bunch of more things he'd like to say. And I just met him tonight, and I, I got a feeling uh, I'd love to talk to him again about a lot of things. And, hey, yeah, this guy's absolutely. a historian, man. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah so, I, I'm a little surprised that he didn't like Nikita Koloff. I, I mean, I had Nikita on the show. I was a big fan of Nikita. And I yeah, was a surprised when that. I, but, uh, I, I, thought, I said to myself, hmm, what's Lou going to say to him about this now, you know? But uh, you know, he, but he, I know he I just opinion. let him let him say. No, no, no. He gave it opinion, and you, you know, that's what he's on here for. You don't want him to tell you a lie, and the oh yeah, I love Nikita. Could you know him? No, he told him like it was, you know, and he dreaded it. It wasn't for Uncle Ivan, you know. Uh, I don't think he'd be where he was today. But I, I, I met him once. Hello, how you doing? That's it. So I, I don't have too much to say about the man, you know. Okay. Right. Anyway, let's wrap it. So we got Bobby Fulton, like. Let's wrap it up. Like you said, we got Bobby Fulton coming up. And uh, any uh, anything else you want to add before I say goodbye, everybody? Yeah, I'm kind of a little pissed off at you, dear Lewis. I got to tell you why. Yeah, all kinds of questions for okay. me, and not one for not one for Bassman. Nothing. Well, this show is about well. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. Well, no, this show where our, get, our guest was there, Ned Fernandez. You know what kind of you could ask like what kind of party you like or something. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I was about to ask you a question, but then you told me to shut the hell up, so I had to shut the hell up. So, okay, now you can talk. No, no, I'm just kidding you, Maddie. I, 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 I know, no, no. Of course, I know. It was, it was, I you heard me laughing. I it was. It was a joke. Yeah. But no, I mean, if I um, did have like 25 questions for Manny Fernandez, I maybe asked one because uh, just listening to you guys go. But uh, yeah, I'd love to get him back on and uh, talk to more. Talk some more about. Uh, Manny, but but moving forward, it's about Bobby Fulton now. Oh, I'm glad me able to make it on the uh, when we record on December eighth. That's going to be a great show. And um, on that note, I just want to.
I just want to say uh, thank you very much, Bobby. It's been a hey, my pleasure. pleasure. I'm glad uh, you you agreed to do the show with me, and I'm looking forward to the next show and the next three, four, five, six shows uh, coming up. Uh, whoever we could get, but um, can I? Yeah, can I just say this uh, to you? We're we're on a roll. I yeah. just hope the fans that tune into your uh, our radio show would uh, say, "Boy, these guys are different. They're not talking, you know." WWE or anything. They're talking everything. And everybody they're bringing into the conversation. I mean, I would really surprise me that Hogan, you know, the joke. You know? Uh, yeah. You know, you don't expect people to say that. Really. You know, but Manny yeah. is honest and sincere. Yeah. And well, I, I love to have him on again. But hey, hey, next week, on December 8th, I'm sorry, December 8th, we have one of the fantastics on, uh, Bobby Fulton. I haven't talked to Bobby for 20 years, so it's going to be a lot of fun, ladies and gentlemen. So tune in and tell your friend to tune in. And, hey, we're going to have a lot of fun in this show. You got any questions for me, any of the guests, for Lewis? Hey, don't be shy. Get him into us. Absolutely. I agree. Get him into us. And uh, I'll make sure I get a question or two for you next time. Okay, is that fair enough, Bobby? Fair enough, Bobby? <laughs> well, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll get a so question listen. for you. I'll ask you, oh, you know what we got to do before you go? I'll, um, plug the T-shirt. Yeah, let people know that you got that T-shirt. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, plug ladies the and gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, I forgot. Ladies and gentlemen, the only T-shirt authorized by me. It's No Class Bobby Bath T-shirt. Uh, if you get in touch with Lewis, he'll tell you uh, to get in touch with me, and we'll get some T-shirts uh, for you. You're great. Lewis ordered one, didn't you, Lewis? I most certainly did. I uh, I set the email I'm just waiting for a response but uh definitely get my uh no class bobby bass shirt and everybody listening should get one as well you know what this this must this may sound like i'm a salesman but you make great great stocking stuffers (laughs) 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 i got the balls to say that they'll make they'll make make terrific stuff stocking stuffers get a a no class bobby bass t-shirt in your um, you'll, you'll, your Christmas will be made. That's every everybody should have a Bobby Bass T-shirt stuffed into their stocking. <laughs> I think so, Lewis. I'm gonna go, my friend. I'll talk to you on the text. Uh, we text each other. Okay, uh, sounds good. Okay, buddy. Let me know how to when and it's we'll coming on. Okay. Okay. Be absolutely. Good. Absolutely. I'll let you know when we're recording. Okay, my friend. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Take care. Well, this has been the Alliance Pro Wrestling Network. This has been the debut episode of the Pro Wrestling Throwback. I hope everybody listening today enjoyed today's episode with me, Bobby Bass, and the legendary Manny Fernandez. Uh, Until next time, thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay safe, everyone. So long. Bye-bye.